Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends, anonymously, of course. She's like, now tap on your forehead. I'm like, uh-huh. And on your uh-huh. side, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, and now on your neck, I was like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, your chest, I was like, ah! And I let out this. Everything. Can I tell you, it was like an orgasm. We've started. So well, yeah, let's start. We're it. introducing our guest, Anthea. Anthea Porter. Anthea Porter. I know, Anthea I was Porter. Anthea Dransfield. I know. Now Times we, are changing. We know Anthea. I grew up with Anthea. Yes. You were the year above me, but grew up with her. Yes. And Ella. Yeah, I met you through Eddie, beautiful Eduardo and Dylan. Yes. Hey. I'm thinking, I don't even, I can't even remember the last time. Like, I mean, the first time I met you. I'm trying to think now on the spot. Oh, um, do, you, do you remember? I have a feeling it was around the time when Dylan went to a party. Was it in Orange where you went to uni? Bathurst. <laughs> Bathurst. Close enough. Sorry, is that like close to each other? Or yeah, no? exactly. I don't actually know. It's far oh, as my God. Shit. It's really close. It's 20 minutes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. I, think, I think also Dylan and I were broken up at the time. And I remember mm. seeing pictures from... The party and seeing a picture of you with Eddie and being like, "Who the fuck is this?" Bitch? Yeah, that's me. even though you were like with Eddie, I was like that bitch. Yeah, I was no, always I was a bit kidding. like that. No, but seriously, yeah, I was like yeah, that yeah. With yeah. I think too. it was no, just like, "Who's this bitch?" But loved you. As I well. actually remember now it's when weird. I first met you. We went to Dylan's house, and you Which were there, one? D- the one in um, fuck, Rose Bay. Four His clues. parents, Four clues. the big clo- house, the big one, yeah, the big yeah, nice one. And you were there, and you were like cooking for us all, and you <sighs> were like, so I think I came in like jeans, and I remember you being so dressed up, and I was like, oh my oh. god, who is this chick? Like oh. you're so glamorous, oh, <laughs> and no. you had like heels on, like cooking for everyone, like, and like horrific spray tan, like <laughs> big hair. That didn't like, stand hey, out, girls and boys. I just remember being like, you're a vibe, you're oh, really funny. I was a bit you're much. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was a lot. It was a lot, I and that would yeah, that would have been like fourteen, what, whenever, like fourteen years ago. Probably 12 years, yeah. 14, sorry. No, maybe like 10, 10. years ago. Yeah, We're yeah, jumping yeah. the gun a bit. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got Anthea on today to talk to us about travel, motherhood. You've got a beautiful mm. daughter and then kind of switching up your careers and having a life transition, which I think mm. we all need to hear about. Oh, yes. Because I think we're it's all exciting. wigging out on at, like <sighs> in being in a corporate job. It can be a lot. Uh, yeah. I feel like this age, 30 and above, you start to really assess like, okay, how do I want to spend <laughs> every day of the rest of my life? <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, I it's like the optimism of your early 20s kind of dissipates Dead. and then you're like, shit is real. Yeah. And like either you've dealt with the shit from your past and you're flourishing or you're like, holy fuck, I need to look within and like change what's on the outside. And 100%. like, do you know what I mean? Mix it no, up. We're that's all feeling, I think that's like our theme of our podcast. We're always like, fuck this, fuck that. Like, yeah. oh, a lot know? of complaining. A lot of complaining, not complaining, but yeah. like real big things have happened lately yeah. for you. Yeah. But I think it's know. the time in our life. Like this, yeah. it's a big transition. Huge transition. Everyone's yeah. starting to have kids, which is great. It's wonderful, but like, it's scary. Yeah. Everyone's trying to like, you know, make a mark in, you know, the world, like, you know, what they do and they're talking about money and talking about, yeah. did you buy your first house? Uh. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That chat has completely changed now from when you were younger. Yes. You're not having silly chats anymore. The things that people work on their entire life that they preoccupy they, their mind with, buying this beautiful home, having a nice car, having the family, like this picture, this 
idea, this notion mm. that we're sold as kids to be like, this is what it is to be happy and fulfilled and successful. <clears throat> I've had that earlier on now. And I'm like, fuck, I'm a wreck. And like, <laughs> I literally have postpartum depression, burnout. I'm on my knees. I don't want to like wake up tomorrow. I can't sleep. I'm fucked. And I, on paper, have everything that anyone has ever told me that I should want in life. So true. So, yeah. so I think it's such an important thing to discuss, like, the lie that we're all kind of sold mm. about what success means. Mm. And that's what I work on with my coach. Mm. Yeah, She specifically talks about the success wound and how we are taught as kids that we should define our level of self-worth by the level of our productivity and success monetarily mm. and like what's what we can show to the world but that's a fucking lie mm. it's such a lie and i think our school also kind of reiterated yeah. that oh big time yeah nice there was not enough focus on like what's happening in here yeah i found when i finished school it was like yeah. you do all these assignments and whatever and then when you finish you're like oh no one's telling me what to do like what what do i like what do, do I like this? Like, why am I doing this degree? <laughs> yeah. Am did I doing this degree because the school told me to, mum and dad told me to? Like, yeah. I yeah, have, why did you do your law degree? Because I got the mark and I Is was like, what, I yeah. may as well just do it. And that's like also like the highest achievement that you could have <clears throat> educationally on paper, on paper right? Yeah. Like, your success wound is so deep that you're like, look how good I am. I'm yes. a lawyer. Yes. I'm smart. I can work hard. <laughs> I can dedicate myself entirely to this task. Look how good I am. And then how did you – so many people do their law degree and they're like, I don't want to fucking be a lawyer. Yeah, this that's what I did. I hated yeah, it. I yeah. hated it. And I was yeah. like, fuck, that was six yeah. years of my life, 70 grand of hex debt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, anyway, let's just, yeah, table that. But I joined me in, um, I just watched too much of The Hills, so I just <laughs> did PR. I feel like I would have had so much more fun. Literally. I also I was so hills. superficial. Fuck. I'm probably, but, you know. <laughs> but, so you went overseas pretty yeah. quickly after school. So, wait, just to back up a yeah, bit. Go, so, go. after school, I don't know about you, but I freaked out. Mm. I did not know how to like handle myself yeah i was in the throes of an eating disorder i was bulimic for 15 years but our school did that like every girl in my well year. your we year were like the anorexic yeah, bulimic why do you yeah. think it was because like because it was like a control thing yeah for yeah. sure yeah like so always it's a, is hey? yeah it's yeah. a symptom of an underlying issue yeah. and usually it's fear-based and it's something rooted in like feeling at some point out of control and mm. that's how you get your control back mm. and so we can talk about this more later but it's like that's a p protector part of you that is keeping you safe in that moment because mm. it's like when you're so out of control this is one thing I can rely on it's they're called firefighters in IFS internal family systems anyway I'll get wow. into that later I feel like I need my um notebook yeah I was like yeah. where am I writing it's this down that will be I know I'm kind of like jumping to the end part but that is my biggest recommendation IFS internal family systems therapy is the key we talked about this yeah That's we, we told Anthea yeah. you had a we've like We've like got into real intros into it before, like from someone else. But I oh, have you heard about it you've before? Heard, yeah, we've heard because about I it. think yeah. I am the mum to my mum, and it's like okay. flipped. Okay, yes. And apparently, they that's 
not the correct order and I can't find peace until that's flipped, but it's never going to flip. I think what you're talking about is um, family systems, yeah. whereas internal family systems are the, is the family within us. Oh, like, okay, sorry, okay, I, I have read this one. wrong. No, that's this okay. It's different. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. different. It's But it has a similar application, but it's but it's about you. Yeah. Okay. But yes, mothering your mother is a fucking nightmare and I <laughs> completely relate to that and like so do most daughters, I yeah. think. Yeah. I know my mom does it to her mother and mm. I do it to her. Yeah. So like it's just a universal Thing. fucking situation yeah. that we all have to deal with. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so after school was just like very confused about everything. My boyfriend at the time left to go to school in the US mm. and that was very triggering of my abandonment wound mm. that I had from when my mom left when I was little. Yeah. Um, and so he'd, he'd gone overseas. My mom was not around a lot at that point again. My sister was, I don't know, out of the picture for some reason and like I just remember being so alone mm. and confused at that early period after yeah. finishing school. I don't remember. Yeah. I must have met you when he came back to visit. Yes, I think like so. in between. I was a. I was kind of like, and it was kind of a weird stage with point. you guys because it was always unsure if you guys were together or not. Yeah. Like that would have been really confusing. Well, I was <laughs> insane. Like, who, what the fuck like, was Dylan thinking being yeah. with me? Like, I totally get it. Like, I was literally <laughs> clinically insane. So I don't know oh, what the fuck was going. Sorry, I'm swearing. So no, no, no. We swear. Do you hear how much I swear? Oh God, my God. Yeah. don't worry about it. it but I it's feel so like bad. saying. On the outside, yeah. you would have appeared as like the coolest, funnest, happiest, it go worked. lucky girl. Oh, it mm -hmm. worked, honey. Do you know what I mean? I played the role really well. Like You're I would have had no you. idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, normally I am good. Stage, yeah. Red like, <laughs> leather, yellow, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Oh fuck. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Um, continue. Yeah, and so it's true. We were in a really weird stage, mm. and I remember his family did not want him to come back to Australia. They were like go and like come come to Europe and work in the in Belgium or in the Netherlands like don't go back to Australia like you've got you know you've been there you've done that like let's expand your horizons <coughs> and for some reason he wanted to come back and be with me and um no and then and then it was still kind of like a high school relationship when he was here mm. we didn't live together we'd never lived together but we'd at that point we'd already been together like almost for like six years yeah, or seven like years. It was so long. It was so long. You're like high school sweethearts. High yeah. school sweethearts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's just so amazing though, like the transformation and the evolution. I think him going overseas was really good for him to grow up mm. because men don't mature until they're like 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, really though? Is it 30? No, like, like 25, 26. I'm like yeah. later? Like 25. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, maybe later. Who knows? Or ever? Ever. ever. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And so he came back and I, at that point I was like, I'm really ready to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like, let's go. Let's go explore. Let's go elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then we got to the Netherlands and then there was no like hiding who I was because I had this whole other side of my life that I hid from him and from the world, my bulimia. Like yeah. I, I didn't I tell- I had no idea you had that. I, I think that's like the first time I've ever heard you say that. Yeah. 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 It's really freeing talking about it yeah. because yeah, it, must it be. lives within you and it grows to be bigger than it is until you talk about it. Mm. Like any- it's mm. like any addiction, you yeah. know what I mean? And we all, we're all addicted to something, phones, Fine. social media, whatever. 
I was addicted to eating lots of food and like shoving my fingers down my throat. So it was all the yeah. way up to when you moved. Yeah. So from like 13, a girl in the year, two years above us, one of my sister's friends taught us how to do it. A friend yeah, I was going to ask yeah. if it was like a copycat situation yeah. as well. They were like, you can go, you can go to McDonald's and you can eat like whatever you want. And then you just go to the bathroom and you stick your fingers down your throat and then you just vomit everywhere. And do you remember that moment when she yeah. told you? Yeah. yeah. And you and like, we were like, oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. Like, how fucking <laughs> great. Let's do it. See, I was like yeah. petrified of that. I feel like I had the, the mentality of being like, the vomiting like used to freak me out. The idea of being like vomiting. Mm. Were yeah. you scared of that or not? No. At that age? No, maybe a little, I don't know. I did it for so long, for so many years. You that like immune to it. I can't really remember what it was like right at the beginning. But all I know is that um, as soon as I, as soon as we moved overseas and we actually lived together, he could see like all of these like weird mm. parts of me coming out. So like I was finishing my studies over there and he was working and he would come home and some days I would just be like, I'd just watch TV and been binging and purging all day long. And this How is often would you do it? It would, in a day. Yeah, it would ebb and flow. Like I would go I could go for months without doing okay. it. But then I would when I would be triggered, mm. my abandonment wound mm. would be triggered when I felt not safe, yeah. not in control. Mm. My protector, my firefighter would yeah. come in and, and he'd numb me out. And it, so I would Oh, that's your internal family member in you. So yeah. inter should I talk about it now? Internal family Yeah, yeah. I want to hear about okay, it. Okay, so Dick Schwartz is the creator of Founding Father. It's been around since like the 80s. And it's essentially a framework for understanding our inner landscape, right? A psychological framework. The idea is that we have different parts within us, almost like person multiple personality disorder. Yeah, scary. Multiple personality yeah. disorder is like this on steroids. Mm. But his, his idea is that we all have these different parts of us namely two different parts. So we've got our protectors, yep. then we've got our exiles. Mm. So I'll start with the protectors. The protectors come out around adolescence when we as children experience some sort of trauma. So for example, for me, I grew up in an environment with domestic abuse mm. and violence. Um, my, my father towards my mother and I was in the middle of, middle of it quite a lot. And so when I was about eight years old, um, <clears throat> there was an incident. I'm just going to take a sip of water. Not yeah, because I'm going to cry. No, but, but just yeah. because it's a lot. So there was an incident that happened. I won't go into the details. But in that moment, um, the, the protector came out because the child mm. was traumatized, right? The innocent child, which then at that moment became an exile, so that's the other part yeah. of us, right? The protectors and the exile. Mm. And so the protector is born and that protector says that exiled child will no longer be hurt because I'm here to take over. So the intentions are good, mm. but the, um, the way they go about it is quite harmful because mm. protectors are um ch children themselves so yeah. they're like parenting but they're not equipped to parent <laughs> so it comes out in bulimia it comes out in so rage so that was your first moment of losing control kind of thing yeah exactly right like feeling 
yeah, out of control, mm. frightened, terrified, scared, like all can't those. Can't do anything. Can't handle it. And no one, no, neither of my parents told me about what happened or resolved okay. that moment. Mm. And so then it's like I'm, my body is stuck in that traumatized space for the rest of my life. So that's what that's how you get PTSD. Mm. It's no, like I was when there's say, an unresolved. It very similar to, yeah, it's that's that create. I definitely also have elements of that. Yeah, um, it's underlying. It's not like in every moment I'm like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. freak out. Yeah. 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 But um, I listened to one of your other podcasts. Mm. There was another guy that you had on here. Yeah, yeah. He had like chronic or, yeah. or really chronic. Something yeah, he had something PTSD. else though on added added on top, which I actually hadn't heard of before. Yeah, I can't um, remember the name. I don't want to say like the wrong like, yeah. Yeah, term for it. So, but no, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So there's like small T trauma and big T trauma. Yeah. I would say this these moments were big T trauma mm. because there was like yeah. f- physical violence. Mm. Um, wasn't directed towards me, but I was in the, in the middle yeah. of it. Mm. Um, yeah, and so uh, exiles and protectors. I didn't become bulimic at that age, no. by the way. No, no, but um, the protector of like, you know how you were saying you would never know that I have all these issues. Yeah, the protector is like this overactor. Yeah, I was gonna say the comedy. You know, make everyone laugh. But you, you are know? the comic. Yeah. Like you were always yeah. the best at acting at school, oh, and you were always see. really funny and like. I mean, you never. Yeah. No, you never would have thought. But that's the thing, <laughs> and I feel like at school we never spoke about that stuff. No, but th- I think the acting for me was great because I had so much emotion. I had so much mm. shit going on in my yeah, head you could <laughs> let it to out channel. Character. Yeah, and that's why I always play like witchy fucking psychopath. <laughs> yeah, you did. A witch. Because I had this dark. I was just a dark little <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Psycho, <laughs> desperate for love and connection by being a witch uh, and scaring the shit out of people. Uh, <laughs> but we love witches. Yeah, we, we do. Witchy vibes. Witchy vibes. You do have a good hot witchy vibe about Totally. You. Love it. I'll take All it. for it. So you went to Amsterdam, Netherlands, yep. and then Dylan, did Dylan kind of notice something? Yeah, or? and what was great about Dylan is because he's like just such a pure, genuine soul, mm. He, when I told him, I was like, waiting for this like huge reaction he's like just don't do that and i was like oh my god you know what i mean because he's so normal and i used to think that there was like something wrong with him i was like oh like maybe we're not gonna make it because he's like not that deep and like i'm so emotional and i've got all like this emotional intelligence and blah blah blah, and he's just like but through doing the work i realized that he is like a pure soul, yeah. like a fresh baby that mm. has not been, I used to think that my traumas made me strong and like, that made, they made me stronger, but they actually make me weaker and they mm. make me, they make me more vulnerable and susceptible to like overreacting to things, mm. getting angry, mm. be, being anxious. Like yeah. he, ro- he lives his life just so authentically and like, with very, he's just, he's just easy breezy. Mm, like, you know what is. I mean? And so I told him about it and he said like, he's like, wasn't so concerned with the bulimia, but more like, you're not yourself. Mm. Like, I didn't know who I was at that point. Do you he reckon it came me. out because you were like overseas in a new place? Like that's what kind of brought it to life? For sure. And did he notice it and bring it up with you? Or yeah. you were like, oh fuck, like this is getting <laughs> to the point where I feel like I'm like losing control again. I need to tell him. No, he brought it okay. up. Okay. And not the bulimia. He just brought up like, you're, you're not, not yourself. yourself. Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Like the curtains closed, TV on, yeah. binging. Like, and then I try and like, change everything up by the yeah. time you get home and like act like everything's fine and he's like are you okay <laughs> and I'm like I'm totally Not fine he's like vomit like coming yeah. down my face I'm like everything's yeah. fine <laughs> how long 
long was this before we came over to see you? Oh, oh, this was like right at the beginning. Okay, right. This at was the like beginning. year one. You came in at like year four, year five. Okay, yeah. Because like I'm like, towards... you seem yeah, you seem pretty good then. Yeah, no, pretty, yeah, I, yeah. Done. So actually, just him alone saying like, um, you sh- he, then he said you should probably go home. Like, I don't mm. think this maybe this isn't right for you. But he, and he said it in a really loving way, like, and I think just having someone not judge me in that moment and just want the best for me I thought like fuck he's such a good person such a good man and I might lose him over this shit that I do Mm, which I think which I thought at the time I was doing to like get a man and like for love yeah but he's right there in front of me and I'm still doing it it. do you know what I mean and and so it was something about that interaction that like gave me the balls to admit my problem. I told Nikki was the first friend I told. She's like, oh, doll, I'm so glad you're telling me about it. I already knew. And I was like, oh, God, what? <laughs> so but you hadn't even told Nikki anything? Not a soul. Not a soul. Wow. No. So you were internalising that I was so, so alone. Long. Yeah, really alone in it. But, like, I'm sure every border I'd ask him knew because I would use all the toilets wow. and the showers and anywhere. Did you hear other people do it ever? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you were, like, kind of just, yeah. like, a common ground that you yeah. just... Yeah, I mean, I think it's it. very common. Yeah. It's so young women. So, I'm sure there were plenty. Yeah. But it just shows you, like, as women, like, there's so much... And young girls, like, we have to be the most intelligent, the mm. best at sport. We have to be beautiful, sexy, not too sexy at school, yeah. but no. sexy on the weekend for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to make a lot of money, and we've got to be good mothers, yep. and we've got to have a shaved pussy, and yeah. we've got to do this. Oh, my God, this. the fucking And it's list. just, like, it's... Endless, endless and it's exhausting yeah. and it makes you want to throw up yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like that's Literally. what happens yeah. oh, so true oh, yeah. yeah so yeah so after that happened and yeah. you told him and you kind of like talked it out and then you obviously said you didn't want to go home though yeah I didn't want to what go home. was the next step in like recovering and you know <coughs> opening up to your partner and your best friend like yeah I, I think I went I flew to London that weekend and I told Nikki and I yep. said, this is what's happened. She's like, I've always known, but I'm really glad that you're talking about it. And through talking about it, it just released its hold on me. Mm. It no longer, and I kind of approached it like any other addiction. I said like, I will probably always be bulimic. I'll always have disorderly eating. Mm. And that also takes the pressure off. Mm. But what happens, those like that neuroplasticity in your brain that that's firing and wiring that, that pleasure and reward center right yeah it's no longer there because you're getting it elsewhere like mm. you release that mm. and then you it it, do, it no longer works for you mm. it just yeah. wasn't my thing and so I think I think it's probably been about five years since I've purged yeah but I, I know that it it was like I stopped and then maybe there was like a few bouts of it like you know you, you're, you're coming off of go it back. yeah yeah, yeah. um but it's been I actually don't know for sure how long it's been, which is a really nice. That's nice, yeah. yeah. But then drinking came along. Yeah. <laughs> and everything else, you know. Fuck I can, I, yeah. yeah. But anyway, we can get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. We can get to yeah. that later. Yeah. 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 So then what happened? So you addressed that issue and then did yeah. you decide to have a baby? No. no okay. That was way That was way quite a, like, yeah. So I thought like that was my issue. Like that was the actual issue. I didn't realise. And then, and then one morning like I go to make some toast and there's no peanut butter and I'm like, Dylan, where the fuck is the peanut butter? <laughs> and he's like, are you serious? And I lost my shit, this <laughs> rage that yeah, came over anger. me. And I and Dylan's like, you need to see. And I hadn't seen anyone ever at this point. Ever, okay. No. And he's like, you need to see someone because this is like abnormal behavior. <laughs> You're yelling at me over peanut butter. And I was like, yeah, fair, fair 
a yeah. call. Like, and was that the first time you'd like lost it? Was that yeah. just like another yeah. like kind of like element? Well, because of- the bulimia numbed out all my feelings. Yeah. Also, then you're coming into this mm-hmm. new like emotional state. Yeah, I'm right. finally like things are percolating. They're coming to the it's surface. It's like coming off like drugs. Yeah. Totally. yeah. So angry and yeah. <laughs> food addicts and yeah, alcohol addicts, everything. drug addicts. Yeah. We're all the same. Yeah. 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 Um, and so then I started seeing a coach for the first time. And it was by coincidence, I was actually looking for a therapist. And in retrospect, I should have seen a therapist as well as a coach. Mm -hmm. Because a coach, well, at least this coach, she was wonderful. And I still speak to her. She's a great friend, a great person. Her name is Steph Panther. She's a phenomenal coach. She's a mindset coach. Um, She has clients all over the world. She's based in Amsterdam. She's from Australia. Um, And... It was, she opened up uh, an entirely new world for me. Like the notion that I am not my thoughts was like, I don't know if you've wow. come yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was like the first kind of introduction to like, what? Like this like running have stream of consciousness yeah. is not who I am. She's like, no, you can choose your thoughts and, and your emotions and, and how you react in the world. There was much more that we did together. But um, can I ask a question though? Because yeah. my body healer says that to me too. What does but she some, say? That you, your thoughts are not your words. But mm. sometimes when you're in, like, you are not your thoughts. Sorry, yeah. What did I just say? Your thoughts body are not your words. Body or that was fucking. No, not that's correct. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you're in like an anxious state or a sad state, mm-hmm. it's really hard to be like, what is it again? My thoughts are not. My, I am not my thoughts. I need to remember yeah. it. I am not my thoughts. I am not my thoughts. It's really yeah. hard to do that. Like. Yeah. Did she give you any tips? Do you meditate? We used to. We're being lazy. I need to start I love again. how it's we used to. Yeah, yeah, it's like a group meditation. Like, have you done it lately? This is a codependent relationship. Like, <laughs> she made me go to it. We went together to do the course and then we were like, we're going to fucking you know, what do course? this. What type of meditation? Nice. Meditation. Okay, so a mantra. And, um, yeah. and I loved I like. it and it worked. Uh, we both did it at like breaking point. Like I was about to like my, like I was about to explode. Like if I didn't Why go and that? do that, I just had to like work and then my dad got diagnosed with cancer. He's all good. Oh, I think still. Yeah. Um, and I just was like, yeah, it just was all like, you know, you yeah. just like it brings it all up. I was yeah. already in an anxious person. And yeah. then I was like, how am I going to control the feelings? And Steph was going through her stuff with her dad at the yeah. time. But yeah. it was conjoined. And work. I just couldn't control. Like and like I would react to like, and Ella would be like, what the fuck? I'd react to an email, but internally I'm reacting about my dad. And I'd be like yeah. either losing it or like, crying over a fucking email and i'm like okay what is happening there's something else going on like this is not normal and like one's all right but if it's two at the same time in the same room like i think we both need to go do something about it yeah at least one of you needs to meditate yeah Yeah. no (laughs) yeah but that i think the meditation piece like it further kind of confirms that idea in your mind that i am not my thoughts because i don't i don't know if it's the same in vedic meditation i do a lot of mindfulness Mm. and it's like that visual of your thoughts being like clouds passing in the sky like you see what the thought is oh, so you acknowledge it and then you let it pass okay so you're not trying to say like don't look at that thought yeah it's like okay i'm thinking about this podcast i'm about to go to yeah okay and i have a f- physical feeling in my body anxiety okay yeah. acknowledging the thought acknowledge- oh shit sorry <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> acknowledging the feeling and then you can kind of like go back to the breath. And if it comes up again, look at it again, but then let it pass. Okay. I so love slightly that. different. Yeah. Our one is like, yeah, mantra, but like 
apparently, you know how well, a lot of people think that meditation is like quite a big thing to do because no one can sit there and be within their thoughts and concentrate for that yeah. long. But they t- taught us at Vedic meditate when we did the course that you can let thoughts come in and you can let them go out yeah. and, you know, just like go with it and then come back to the mantra, which I liked because I was yeah. like, I can do this. Yeah. 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 And that's <laughs> like, that's so much more realistic, less pressure. Like that, that is just the human condition is to have thoughts mm. and feelings, mm. those two things. But it's not our business to get carried away with one in particular because they're fleeting. They're mm. coming and going okay, all the time. Isn't it? They only last for like... I know there's some kind of like short period that you're feeling only lasts like a certain amount of time. I think yeah. I, I listened to that on a podcast. I think I listened to the same it's thing like 30 actually. Seconds or something? Yeah, like that's wild? so interesting. Yeah. I don't know where I heard that, but I also I heard that recently as they well. Always call her daddy, I think about that with <laughs> yeah. I, I think about that with even my daughter Tavy. Like if she's screaming, crying because mm. whatever, she doesn't want to go into the car seat. If you just like hold space for those feelings and you're like, okay, I'm not going to try and fix anything. Just allow her to process mm. those feelings. You're right. They don't actually mm. last that long. They shouldn't. Yeah. I think when you have multiple children, then it gets like complicated. But <laughs> yeah. I have one we'll at the moment. So. Yeah, we'll but, get into that. Um, Sorry, so have you found the time to meditate? Every day I have to. But yeah. for how long? Because we're meant Depends. to do 20 minutes. Yeah, but that's so pressure. That's so pr- too My much sister pressure. does that. And like before coffee and before food and I'm like, yeah. oh. No, I no, think, I no. Think, see, that for that me is not fair. Exactly, <laughs> that's I, more anxiety. I read a newsletter from our Vedic teacher and she's like, if you can only get 10 minutes in, you can I only know. get 10 minutes in. I'm like, five minutes. And I'm like, like, I would just like to get up in the morning, even if I can only do three, I totally. need to get back One. into it. Mm. If you take five breaths, like yeah. w- just prioritising a moment in each day just for yourself yeah. in silence, even if it's five breaths, like... <laughs> You That's know, realistic. Just exactly. And that. then build on it. Yeah. I think the problem that I had with Vedic meditation was that it was too much of a commitment, mm. like straight, yeah, straight up. Away. 20 minutes before coffee, before 100%. breakfast. And then before 20 dinner. minutes at like 4 p.m. It's like, I'm working or yeah. I've got yeah. a baby. Or and like I'd, that yeah. for me is so unrealistic. Well, we used to schedule it in at work and we used to like sit on the floor and I was like, this is the weirdest time. Like I'm like in my office sitting here with my business partner while our fucking like graphic designer works and well. I'm like yeah. just sitting it's not the right time it's not no. proper, yeah. it doesn't work for you it doesn't work no. for you do you exactly. know what I mean like you have to I the apps are great I'm, I'm using flow lab at the yeah, moment I used yeah, any of the apps. that's great um headspace is good calm's good yeah, yeah. so they're all good I need to they're all good to, like, it's just it. yeah and I think it's just like you should read this book called or audiobook that's what I do yep. atomic habits oh okay it's I just like I've setting up oh you should finish it it's very good. I've got it at home. If you want to like incorporate like a bit of meditation, a bit of exercise, even if they're like two minutes, one minute, like it just gives you kind of like the outlining of how brains work. Which mm. I find interesting. Yeah, which is what we too. had in our class as well. And I was like, oh, I need to do this. Once I like knew like what I was doing to like my brain and my mind and my anxiety, I was like, I need this. Like, cause they I explained know. it so well. And you were like, yeah. that is like vital for me. <laughs> do you, I hope you don't mind me asking yeah. this, but do you take anything for anxiety? I no, do. She no, does, I don't. Yeah, okay. What do you I take? I take Lexapro. Lexapro. How do you mm. find that works for you? I've only kind of just started, but yeah. I like it. Okay. What are your thoughts on it, though? I'm yeah, I'm pro. Yeah, I'm totally pro medication. I had I, I was reluctant to get on it, and then I spoke to a bunch of friends who are also new moms, and they're like, Anthea, like, you should try Zoloft. Yeah, and I was I like, oh, Zoloft, that. yeah. Some of my girlfriends really are on good. that. Yeah. It's really good. I found it 
to be very, very helpful. But I also hit a bottom. So I think the combination, I was like, whatever works. Like, mm. I just need to not feel like Yeah, this. let's jump to that because yeah. that was what you <clears throat> – that yeah. was like a huge transition. Obviously, we've been in Amsterdam. You had the, you ended up. Did you plan to have? Can I? Ask yeah, you? Is that yeah, like, yeah. I know people don't like totally. that. Totally. Because yeah, I wanted to know. No, like, the I, I was of what happened prior to all of this. Like yeah, the big pivotal moment where you kind of had. I think um, Dylan proposed, yeah. and we were engaged, and we were supposed to get married in 2020, and then obviously there was a global oh, pandemic. And your wedding was going to be <laughs> the best wedding ever. Your wedding, what Ella described, I was like, I was so like, so going to be fun. Yeah, but also I'm really glad because in retrospect, I'm just thinking now, like, God damn it, it's so ostentatious, and I think a lot of like. <laughs> shit that you know I just was trying to like oh what like I don't know I just it's just too much like, you're a different person I'm a different now. person now oh, I'm really glad I was that looking forward to it I, it would have been great <laughs> it would have been great yeah. and it would have been so much fun and I still do want to have a celebration yeah. it was just a lot of money and it was really a little bit over the top and Dylan never wanted it that way it was yeah. all me and I was in a very different place um but anyway, cut to, um, and then I was like, let's have a baby. Like, I'm ready to. So this was to a conversation you Yeah, had. yeah, yeah. It yeah, like, it was very planned. Yeah. Mm. Okay. No, 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 yeah. no. I stopped drinking for like three months. Yeah. Started taking prenatal vitamins, like working out, meditating, doing, oh my gosh, the most incredible workout. Have you ever heard of the class? No, no. tell me. Oh, it's like a movement meditation kind of, it's very. Is oh, it like when you? you're like. It's no, it's Close like your dance. eyes and you just kind it's of go like with dance. it. It's like dance. It started in New York. I'm pretty sure it's in LA and it's definitely online. Friends of mine in the Netherlands opened up a, a similar type of workout. Mm. They called it Sanctum and it's like a dark room, candles lit, blasting music. But you have to lose <laughs> all your like yeah, kind of like, Oh yeah, 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 you got to let it flow. How did you do that though? I, I don't think it. I'd be able to. So you went no. right in there and you were like, yeah. oh, I'm fine but with I feel this. Like oh, I was like, can I teach though. a class? Yeah. Can I teach a class? But <laughs> <laughs> how do you even teach that though when they're like, oh, it's so How do they fun. teach you to move? No, it's, it's more like, okay, have you ever done, what's that one at Fitness First? Zumba? No, not Zumba. Zumba. I've never done that, but Zumba's I would fun. do that. Is it fun? It's funny. I've you have a laugh. Or is it like cha-cha-cha? Steph had a weird like, experience the other week though. Tell Anna what? about that. So I booked this class <laughs> and I was like, because I went to a class with Ella and I got like a severe migraine and had to go to hospital. So oh I'm God. like, yeah, it's just my body. I don't know. Do you suffer from migraines? Yes. Yeah. So if I do, too. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Like, That's a lot exercise when I'm getting my period I'll get one oh. and I'll go to hospital it was so fucked oh. I actually uploaded a video I'll show you oh anyway gosh um so I booked this class that I thought was like a Pilates class in Bondi <laughs> and I went by myself it was a full-on dance routine <laughs> in front of the mirrors I was so embarrassed and it was and live streamed as well live streamed and I was standing there I couldn't do anything and I was like Half the girls could really dance and half of them oh, were like kind of awkward freaks like me. But I was just like, <laughs> and Steph has no, no rhythm. rhythm. No rhythm. No yeah. rhythm. And I was like, I do not know what I'm doing here. And just I was like, fuck. Than So I don't yeah. know about this sanctum thing, but I'm interested. Okay. Anyway, so I was doing all the things. So very planned. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, bring like child into womb and all <laughs> yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, like white light energy vibes. All that yeah. shit. Yeah. Love that. And um, so and you are a witch. I am a witch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and then something, this is kind of like the beginning of the hectic 12 months that has been. Mm. So um, I'm seven months pregnant and we're like in the middle of the pandemic. There's no vaccinations available um, in Europe at the time. We, we weren't allowed to cross borders. Mm. So Dylan's family lived in Belgium. We were in the Netherlands. 
their neighboring countries. And so we would, we were like, okay, let's sneak over to Belgium and see them for Easter. And so we hired a car and we drove down and, um, and then we were at the house and it was full. Oh God, it reminded me. It seriously was like being in at war, like, like end of the world. Yeah. Shit. Because you had yeah. to like hide. We were like smuggling, oh smuggled into this house for the weekend in the Ardennes. It was beautiful. But all the neighbors were like looking at our number plates. Oh, like wow. where the fuck are you from? Like get out of here. They called the police. Like, we had to leave. On each oh they were spying We had to leave. We had oh, to leave wow. the country. It was really full on. Um, but I had felt a little bit sick. And we got back to the Netherlands and I was like, fuck, I should probably do a test. And I did a test and it came back positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. Seven months pregnant, Oof. no vaccine uh, at the height of the pandemic. And I was like, fuck, this is scary. And then I was like, Dill, you should probably get a, a test too. And he started feeling pretty bad. And so he went and did a test and his was negative. But then very quickly, his symptoms got quite severe Mm. and so I was struggling but I was okay but Dylan was like crazy Mm. fevers um like you know we had to sleep in different parts of the house because his cough was so loud Mm. I couldn't sleep at night and I needed to sleep I was so tired this baby belly um and I was like Dill if you ever need me like I'm downstairs just call out to me if you need me and so, like, I'm kind of in and out of sleep and it's, like, 4 a.m. and Dylan is coughing so hard. And I, cu- I come upstairs and he's, like, I can't breathe. Oh, my I God, it's so... Straw. And I'm, like, fuck. Oh, my yeah. God. What the fuck is happening? So, I call the ambulance. The ambulance comes. Oh, my God. And in the Netherlands, unless you're, like, 15 minutes from death, you're not going to hospital because the hospitals were overflowing with patients. Mm. Like, people were being flown to the neighboring countries like Germany people would go to like drive to um and so the ambulance came and he really didn't want to go to hospital because he has a phobia of hospitals and they got (laughs) him on the (laughs) yeah do you really (laughs) yeah it's it's common and um so then he got on some oxygen um in the ambulance and then his blood oxygen levels, because that's what you read. Do you ever get those, see those blood yeah, oxygen yeah, yeah. readers? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you want it to be at around 98 and his, anything below like 96 yeah, is like, to, you worry about it. His were to like, interrupt you. Yeah. So they, the nursing home before my dad passed away, they rang me and they were like, his oxygen levels are 92. He's all good. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, we were like, that's good. They, they yeah. need to be at 98. They need to be at 98. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I had, because you think like 92, mm. that's fine. Like you're almost yeah. like 100% of his. No, nah. no, no. You don't really don't want anything below like 96, 95. And what was he at? I think at one point he was in like the high 80s. Oh, wow. But that was the second time that we called the ambulance. The first time around was not as drastic. He recovered. He was on oxygen in the ambulance and then um, he came back inside. And I was so shot. I was so exhausted from looking after him. My sister tried to get us a nurse to look after us, but no one's vaccinated. They can't come into our home. So it's literally just me taking care literally of Dylan. Literally just you and him, like, well, trying you know, to survive. Yeah, I was like, how are we going to... This is, like, the most difficult, fucking <laughs> scariest <laughs> shit. And Come to top off. it off, to top it off, this I is actually hysterical. No, you have to laugh. So here this I gets am, so much better. downstairs, my stomach is out here. We've got this baby inside. Dylan's upstairs dying. 
morning and it's like seven <laughs> in the morning the alarm is going off at the hostel behind us I'm like who the fuck is this and so I open the window and there's this like scat guy <laughs> I remember you See, remember the word scat yeah. oh no it wasn't scat it was chat chat Sorry, chat. No, was like, chat scat <laughs> chat same scat. same yeah guy fucking abseiling oh. down the building and he's like He's jumping on the neighbor's balcony, like <laughs> jumping back on, going into the hostel behind no. us, jumping out. And then I'm like, where the fuck is he going now? And he's like looking in, he's like looking in to our place. Yeah. And I was like, uh-uh, motherfucker. Yeah. And I like showed my belly and I was like, we have COVID. I'm on the phone to the police. Do not fuck with me I today. Love how you Come back next it. week, okay, honey? Let's schedule it for next week when we're not dying. And then we'll redo this. Oh. And like, Duh! There's someone trying to break in. He's like, I'm fucking dying. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is happening? Literally, it just hit a point where you were like, fuck. I was just like, what else could happen? Like, I don't know. Were you like scared after? Or did you just get on with it and were like, this is like like, after that? That was was nothing. That was nothing. You were like, I can handle that. I would have killed him. I would have found something, hit him in the head, like shanked him. I don't know. Was Uh, he like, okay, I'm not going to fuck him? He just fucked off. And I called the police and the police couldn't come in and talk to him from outside because we were infectious. So how'd you get over it? Okay, wait, the COVID? Yeah, like how did Dylan. how did it all end? Okay, so it, so um, Dylan's brother and his boyfriend, they also had COVID, so they came and looked after us. Wow. They were administering uh, ibuprofen, paracetamol to Dylan every four hours, which was the advice from our doctor, because it's like up to us to take care of him. Like nurses can't take care of how anyone. How does that help though with like the lung capacity? And um, like it's that. about breaking the fever okay. yeah. and keeping the pain down. And So they couldn't give you anything? No. Hectic. No. No, there's nothing else to take other than, and it's also wow. the Netherlands. They don't like to give out any drugs. They're very <laughs> anti, like even. Um, they're, like they're, they're all there. for yeah. the other stuff though. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Psychedelics <laughs> are fine, but I know. can you have like yeah. general over the counter shit? Wild time no. when I yeah came over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another story. Another funny. Naughty, naughty. Okay, so anyway, second time around. Oh, then so one morning. This was, okay, so the doctor said, if it's going to be bad, it's going to be bad on day eight. So mm. to look out for day eight. So day eight comes. I remember these days you had to look out for. You had to look I out for day eight. That. And day yeah. eight's like when it can turn. And Dylan at this point is in sick bay. We've created a sick bay for mm. him in the house. And he comes upstairs to have a shower. And I'm downstairs. His brother's there with him, like, and he collapses on the floor. And Elliot's like... Anthea, call the, call the ambulance. Like, oh my God. he's got to go. Like, this is not, he's just collapsed. Well, it's too so. much for all of you guys to watch oh, that. And he's such a stoic. He was, tr- and he was so yeah. silent. And it was just like, it wasn't helpful no. because he's in, he's fucking so broken now. Like, and like, well. yeah, and yeah. so broken. He's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in oh, my life. Don't like, don't bless oh, shit. He's going to be so sad about that. But anyway, we're really vulnerable. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I love you. <laughs> um, no, but also, like, I'm going to die because this is so stressful. Yeah. It was so yeah. stressful. And uh, so the ambulance came again. They checked his vital, his organs, and they were like, mm, "Yeah, it's not looking so good. We're gonna need to take you." And you got, and he was like, "Fine, I'll come." Yeah. So then he went, and this is when I had my first ever panic attack. In I my was life. gonna say, surely a panic yeah. attack is about to come on. Yeah, now. that's when, yeah. when he left to go to hospital. Then I had, I was ca- catatonic. I was on yeah. the floor upstairs on the phone to my coach, and she's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, I, I actually can't understand can't anything you. you're yeah. saying i i can't actually get off off up i can't get up off the floor my chin was on my chest 
and I couldn't move. Wow. And I was like, so you were paralyzed, paralyzed. that kind of feeling. Mm. Yeah. And, um, and then she's like, all right, we're going to try something different. She's like, just put the phone down. I'm going to ask you to stand up. And I was like, I cannot stand up. Yeah. I, can't get up. I can't even open my eyes. She's like, stand up. One foot in front of the other, stand up. And I was like, and I got myself up. It was like, I was so heavy, mm. like lead. And I had no breath. It was like, I couldn't breathe. And she's like, start tapping on your head. And I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, just start tapping. And <laughs> like, so I start tapping. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, now tap on your forehead. I'm like, uh-huh. And on your uh-huh. side, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's like, and now on your neck. I was like, yes. <laughs> and she's like, your chest. I was like, oh. And I let out this. Everything. Can I tell you, it yeah. was like an orgasm. It no. was fucked up so body. Wait, all the like, transformation. Oh. It was like all this energy had been built up inside of me. I, I was trying to control Dylan so much. I was trying to control yeah, the yeah. situation. I was trying to, and, and the stress, the anxiety, it was built up and it just wanted to be released. <laughs> it's like indigestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you're doing like a huge, It's like, like a big burp, like the burp. guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Diarrhea. Oh my God. Is that your experience? I was literally thinking about just like, cause when I like feel anxious, don't you reckon it does get caught here though? Yes. And I'm just trying to think like you like letting it out like that and like yeah, sometimes try I try it. and it's make so myself good. like vomit when you feel that mm. tension there even when try this this i was doing it on the way yeah. it is so therapeutic yeah it just it rattles it rattles the cage you yeah. know and it gets it lifts out the the energy it was like that for me was a euphoric that's a good one transformative like and like tapping legs arms like here you know they say to do this as well oh and i was getting the shakes at night like <laughs> like that like when pregnant. it was like hot pregnant. as well it wasn't even that cold it was like no it was shakes. no yeah no, no no it was just it was my body oh was my like God. fighting covid and also the anxiety was overwhelming were you like having like were your was your thought process like i could be like a single mom yeah like, oh, is for that sure how bad it goes? Yeah, yeah yeah when dylan went to hospital First of all, you can't go there. You like you can't go and see him because you can't yeah, go yeah, into yeah. Um and then like I was with Dylan's brother and his boyfriend, Elliot and Bert, and I was standing with them and I was like, these are gonna be the father of my child. They're wow. gonna raise Tavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be the three of us. This is the kind of <laughs> drastic, overacting yeah. thinking yeah, that yeah. a traumatized child yeah. thinks. Yeah. Because Dylan and Elliot, Elliot, his brother was like, No, he's not gonna fucking die. Are you serious? In my mind, I'm like, he's gone, he's toast, he's out. And I fully accept it in my heart. Totally. I was like, Dylan's gone. It's just me and this baby now. (laughs) And like I had Manu, our dog, on me, and I was like, it's just us. (laughs) Take us now. You know, a full on. Like it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. And I fully accepted in my heart that I would be a widow. Oh, it's so So dramatic. Oh my god. But like that's that was my reality. It was very bad. He went to hospital. I think like the idea that the, the, the fact that there was no cure, there still is no cure, like yeah. completely, like he, there's treatments. Um, I was getting calls from Dylan's company, from um, his dad's colleagues, to try and like make me feel better about who who, who had experienced COVID. Like I've got a friend who got over yeah, or, it. Yeah, or this guy himself. He's like, I had COVID right at the beginning of the pandemic, Anthea. The treatments available now are so much better than then and I survived, Dylan's gonna be fine. But it's because Dylan's so fit that his, um, his immune oh, system yeah. like imploded. Mm. He's like a semi-professional athlete. He did a competition the week before. I know, I was like, he's so fit. That freaked me out. Yeah, when I heard how no, I was like, You need to eat some more floor dumplings and yeah. then you will, be avo- you will avoid COVID. Dylan <laughs> Yeah. just like squeaky clean yeah. like so Good. the his immune system just like works in overdrive wow. and then it eats itself that's fucked anyway so that's how 
So he came home in the end. Yeah, he came he's home. alive, everyone. And then <laughs> he made it. he's alive, thank mm. God. You have your baby. Yes. And then what yeah. happens? So, um, so my whole idea with birth was that I wanted to have this natural childbirth in water, no <laughs> drugs, mm. which I ended up having. Yeah. But sorry, a woman. But, Here we but, come. but it's so interesting. So the idea behind that was like, I want my daughter to have a clean slate. I don't want her to have any of the shit that I've got. And I also want to be reborn myself. Okay. <laughs> I so love witchy how shit. I okay. Love this. I love this. I love it. So it was a rebirth for me. Actual birth for Davy. We're in it together. <laughs> and oh my god. It was uh, okay. Again, trigger warning. I've, yeah, this I've heard this. I've asked and you like, so many and questions also, yeah, about like if this. You're, it's if, good. If you only want positive births, and it was a positive birth story. It was great, but the pain is immense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But you didn't have an epidural. <laughs> no, anymore. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Did you nothing. have a guest? I asked no. you that. No. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. Uh, and like a part of me fun. as well is like, I, I want to like, this is going to heal me. Like I'm going to be reborn and the pain that I will, will endure physically will set me free mentally. <laughs> But it was. Where did you read that, or you just thought that? it was just an idea? Yeah. yeah. Please, please. <laughs> me. Did that happen or not one bit? It has happened, but it happened, but not in the way that I thought it would happen. <laughs> I thought it would happen like in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but it has happened over the last twelve months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it it has it. it was the trigger it was like the impetus for yeah. what was to come afterwards yeah, like which has been though. a longer yeah. journey yeah and will continue to be but it um it was the beginning of something it wasn't the moment yeah. do you know what I mean yeah you were just like holding on to that moment when you like picked her up and you're like ah. yeah yeah <laughs> oh it's so much oh but it was so pretty much. good feeling though getting her out it, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean but it's fucked like even like you get you still have contractions like afterwards. Uh, and, like, I didn't know about that. I, t- I tore didn't. and I got stitches, yeah. no d- drugs. I felt oh, genital mutilation. Took them half an hour to stitch me up. Did you get no needle Sorry, after is that in your not illegal? I thought you no. did get a needle. It's the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> did oh, you so ask? All for the water birth. Yeah, I, I did a water birth in hospital. So initially I'd planned to do a home birth and then there was meconium, which means like there's poo in yeah. the sack. Um, and so then you have to go to hospital and Dylan was like, thank fucking Christ. Because he was like my birthing partner. He was going <laughs> to deliver the Literally. baby. He's what, like, were you going to make a bath? Yeah, no, because we had a birthing pool at home. He was like blowing it up. It had no bottom in it. He's like, I got it. I'm like, that's a fucking oh, so tube. It's just going to be you two with no nerves. No, and a, and a midwife. Okay. I was going to wear anything like specific or just, just naked? naked you're just gonna get in there just naked like, I yeah. was naked and oh my god this is a funny story so right in the middle of dealing with these fucking hectic contractions I'm like almost about to push nine hours of labor I'm in the pool sweating it out dying and I take a sniff I'm like <laughs> I was like is someone eating salmon <laughs> Is someone eating salmon right now? What? Who was? And Dylan's like, huh? <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, get it's like out a of movie for him, like watching. I have a photo. I'll show you later. Smell. It's the like as in. I'm like, this is already salmony enough. Yeah, okay. Like, while I'm trying Wait, can I just ask how the fuck was he eating salmon while you were giving birth? No. Like you have what? to ask him. What? They were like, you can either have the Spanish tortilla okay. or the salmon, and oh, he was like. like Salmon? Yeah. Maybe? What? So they were handing out food and it just happened to kind of go when he was eating. Yeah. Yeah, I think like it had been nine hours that he hadn't right. eaten, which is a record Okay, fair for enough. Dylan. Fair yeah. enough. So he was starving. Yeah. 
Anyway, get into that seven boy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was that was yeah. that was the yeah. So then so there this was is birth, the start. And then then we sold our house in Amsterdam. Then we moved to Sydney. Did quarantine with a mm. four month old. And that this is where I first technically got diagnosed with postpartum mm. depression, but I didn't listen to them because I couldn't go anywhere. I was stuck in fucking quarantine oh for two weeks. Literally. And so I didn't want to accept that I had this mental health issue and not be able to like get the fuck out of there mm. and like have fresh air or mm. like see someone in person. Like, how am I going to deal with this? So I was like, I'm just really tired. I haven't slept in four months. And um, you've moved across the world. I've moved across the world. Yeah. My baby is jet lagged. I'm jet lagged. I didn't sleep for like four days straight. Wow. That's fucked. After not sleeping for four months, sleep deprivation <laughs> will fucking kill you. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It will. It like freaks it's, me it's out. It's a form of torture for a reason. When it you is. had no sleep, you could cry at the drop of a hat. Your whole vision of the world is skewed and your emotions yeah. are fucked. I feel like crying's not even on the like kind of like puddle when you're that tired. I feel like you can't even feel anything. Yeah. I feel like though you can break down. Yeah. I'm no, the crying talking, is real. I'm talking about yeah, four the, days crying, like, the crying is real. The like, crying is real. I feel like I just want to be concussed. Yeah. No, it's just it's a very it's like limbo. It's yeah. very strange. Um so then then we got out of quarantine and then we moved into our home here and then I went back to work. Mm. And I How old? Is she Katie? was 6 months when I went back. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. Which is kind of normal. Like mm. it's not super early and it's not super late. It's just kind of like most people some people take a year mm. and that's like I would recommend a year. Mm. Like yeah. a year I feel is like necessary. A year, definitely. Mm. Yes, it also depends what kind of relationship you want to have or what kind of mother you want to be, but like for me personally, I should have given myself a year. Yeah. But you know, retrospect and all the rest of it hindsight's a great thing. Are you I excited learned. to go back then or were you like I worried? thought that work was going to be a break. Okay. Because yeah. I was so strung out yeah. from lack of sleep being a mother. Yeah. and being a mom. And I thought that, oh, I get to have a second for myself. I get to mm. sit down at a desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and just, like, use my myself. brain in a different way. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. And so then I thought, like, I am going to, again, this fucking success wound shit. I'm going to be mm. – I'm going to kill it in my job. I'm going to mm. put every – and I started reading that book, Lean In. Mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I got like two pages in and I was like got it lean in just fucking go for it yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, read yeah. the rest of the book but <laughs> I always do that it's always at the end of the year I Is buy heaps of Cheryl Strandberg yes, yes. yes have you got that I just know the book yeah on, once like, you have a baby time. or when you're pregnant read it but and like actually finish it but yeah. I just I just got the idea of like okay like I just have to fucking demand a seat at the table show up yeah work overtime I was working six days a week oh my god um, working you know cr- had to take meetings at like four in the morning be up with Tavy all night Sunday the weekends looking after Tavy who was looking wait you had a nanny didn't you had a nanny full yeah, time yeah, was working full time as working well full time from home yeah um so it was a lot <laughs> it was just and it was also depressing because I'd come yeah. home and then like want to be with my baby and she'd be bonding with this person yeah. that I've yeah. just met and it's like that's my child yeah and you just can't do it all and so in the throes of my personal depression which had not yet been diagnosed I was also experiencing burnout mm. and what happens when you're depressed and burnt out is that you try and fix your way out of it you can't you don't want to put up your hand for help. So I ended up taking on more responsibility. I started doing this Brene Brown leadership course. I was like, oh my I'm God, I'm obsessed yeah. with Brene ha- Brown. Please. She's 
Yes. yes. I listen to all yes. her podcasts. She's so good. Yeah. She's yeah. the best. So you did that. Was so that amazing? You have to do it. Okay. Dare to Lead, it's yeah, called. Yeah, I love Dare to Lead. Yeah, you yeah. should. So there's a program you can do it. Yeah, it's I've heard really, really that. good. It's like a big group though, isn't it? Like no, it, there's, there's like... I would say like there's like ten people. Oh, it's, it's virtual. 10. It's virtual. Yeah. Oh wow! I, it's yeah. incredible. It actually led me to down the path that I've taken. Okay. Yeah. It, it, I initially started the course to be a better leader within the company I yep. was working for, but because the work that you do with Brene Brown is all about vulnerability and shame. Yeah. And so all this shit is coming up about like why am I doing what I'm doing mm. and um. At the same time, I also hired a very well-renowned uh, business and leadership coach. Um, her name's Brooke Taylor. Mm -hmm. She's incredible. Uh, based in LA, did a stint here. Um, <clears throat> former Googler, and um, she's been listed in Forbes. She's like a fucking okay. boss woman. Okay. Yeah. Très cher. Okay, <laughs> very expensive, but worth, <laughs> cher. worth every penny because you can't put a price on your ability to want to live. Yeah. <laughs> so is this like, wait, so you're saying like all the help and like everything you kind of went to in terms of like when you were going through this phase of your life, like you were going to these people to kind of like increase your work yeah. levels yeah. and whatnot but it actually oh. did the opposite mm. well in what like and so how did this click yeah. over like what was the yeah, moment how did you go hold on a sec i don't want to be working in this yeah. environment did you yeah. talk to dill like who did you talk yes. to Dill and i yeah. had a discussion for four days straight we wow. didn't stop speaking because i had no idea that this would be the trajectory that i would go on i was so set in my mind of I need to have a million dollars in the bank before I'm 31. I need to have X, Y, and Z. I want to be le a leader in this industry. I want to do this. I want to revolutionize mm. this. And all these dreams that were just not really mine. Mm. And it was so painful because it wasn't authentically what I wanted to do, but I thought that's what I had to do to be happy because that's mm. the lie we're kind of yeah. sold. It's mm. like, just make as much money as you can as however you can the yeah. easiest way you can and you'll be fine um and so hiring a leadership and business coach consultant and then also doing this course I thought like I'll like I'll change the company and I'll bring us to new heights mm. but it actually stripped me back and that's the brilliance of the work that I do with my coach now Brooke is that she's like you know, there's three phases to the work she does. So the first phase is um, diagnosis. Yeah. Like, why are you here? Mm. And like, what's going on with you? Um, and then the second phase is like, okay, what is the size and, and shape of your success wound? So it's the, the success wound is, I think we touched on earlier yeah. about, you know, our level of self-worth being attributed to how productive we are, how much money we have, mm -hmm. our status, how good looking we are, blah, 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 blah. Is blah, this one-on-one? Blah. One? one-on-one okay yes twice uh twice a month wow. every two weeks okay. yeah um and then she introduced me to ifs internal family yeah. systems oh, she did she did interesting yeah okay well, she, so she took me through a meditation so you do it's kind of like have you ever heard of psilocybin or no. psychedelics oh, Thera yes. therapy yeah. mm. um, i think your other guests yeah. um talked about licking a frog yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah and you yeah. wanted to do it yeah <laughs> Did you do the it? The one who's sitting, no. Yeah, the one in North Sydney. Yeah. There's I'm someone a, in North Sydney that yeah. does it. Yeah. 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 Do would you ever do oh, that? I, I would. It. Dylan's I, mom did it. She loves it, swears I, by it. it. Actually, the 
what she described is my experience of IFS therapy. Did you do the psychedelic stuff? No, I okay. would do that. You would do but it, but not now. Like not for a while. Like so I think she when I'm older. Took you through it with no psychedelics. Exactly. Just, yeah. okay. So this and that's kind of like the premise. Like you know, you start with a meditation and then you go to. Yeah, I mean. We, we should do it one day. It's really, yeah. really interesting. Do you think you're equipped now to teach it? I started to do a little bit of it on Lily, my sister-in-law, and then I think she was like, okay, this is too much. She's 21. Yeah. So she tapped out. But <laughs> I <laughs> – she respectfully tapped the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> what, does it have, what do you mean? Like what – can you describe like what it entails? Yeah. So, for example um, – She'll say, okay, so what's coming up for you right now? And I'll say, I'm feeling really anxious. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, so where do you feel that anxiety? And I'll say, well, I feel it in my, I feel it in my chest. I feel it like in my heart space, like just around here. She's like, okay. And so like, what does it look like? And I was like, oh, um, and she's like, like, what comes to mind? Is there a visual? Like, what are they wearing? Are they male or female? Mm. How old are they? And so ah. for me, my anxiety is like a little fairy that's bug-eyed that's like whizzing around and around in circles in my heart. Like oh, that's around my chest. That's a visual. Yeah. So that's a part. That's a protector. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, and um, how do you feel towards her? Uh, and I say, I don't know. I, I, I don't want her to be there. Like she's annoying me and like it's not helpful and I really, really want her to go away. She's like, okay maybe do you think that you can ask that part of you to step aside for a second so that we can talk to the anxiety fairy and I'll I'll say okay yeah okay she's gone and now it's just me and the anxiety fairy (laughs) (laughs) I know right it's wild, but it it's so It reminds me works. of, like, an imaginary friend as a child mm. when you're discussing that or you're trying to, like, you know, how some yeah. kids did have, like, yeah. someone there always. And, yeah. you know, as if, like, you've heard of, like, you know, kids that did have a bit of an – not an issue, but they had someone very uh, prominent in their life and you had to, like, talk about it. Like, you know, can they, like, well, do they – does Mary want to yeah. step outside for a minute? Like, yeah. I think, you know, it reminds me of that, that when is I was younger. similar in as that – did you like, have that? Did you have a I actually friend? didn't have it. I didn't have a friend, but I, I know of I know of people or, you know, kids that had friends that they saw all the time. Yeah. And now when you think about it, and it just reminded me when you started talking yeah. about it like that, it was like, it's a very childlike, how she's mm. like discussing, yeah. it, like it well, kind of takes you back to... It's true. Uh, and, they are, and they are children. Those protectors mm. are like stunted. They're, and the idea is that they're also burdened. So they're burdened with this task of protecting mm. and they don't want to do it necessarily, but they've had to do it. And so if you can approach that part of you, that protector from what's called the higher self or the capital S, mm-hmm. right? So this is like, however you want to call it, God, universe, light, energy. This is like the highest us that's all the C words, those eight C words. Uh, hey. Calm, courageous, curious, compassionate, connected, clarity and one more or two more I forget what they are Mm. um where you're just totally you the the real you the the your soul like Mm. your essence essentially when you can approach that part from that place and be curious about this part of you and speak to them then they kind of like unburden a little bit and they start to relax and you start to see the angst and then so she'd ask and what is she doing like what does she want 
what is she protecting? Is there a memory? Is there a part of you that she's protecting? And I'd say like, I don't know, I'm not sure. And she'd say, okay, well, can you think back to a moment where she first kind of felt that way? Was there a really big moment in your life that you can think of that she needed to be called on? And so I go, okay, well, there's several, but I'll go back to my earliest memory of when I was eight. Mm. And she's like, okay, and who's there? Who's she protecting? I'm like, oh, the eight-year-old me. And she's like, okay, now I want you now, the 31-year-old Anthea, to go in and, and approach the eight-year-old little Anthea. Mm-hmm. And I want you to, to, tell, to ask her, what does she need from you? What does she want you to know? So now the exile part, sorry, the protector is aside for yeah. a minute. Now we're dealing with the exile mm. that the protector is protecting. And this is where the real work happens when you start to address your inner child. Have you ever heard about mm, the inner child? About inner child, yeah. And that for a lot of people is like, okay, I'm tapped out. That's enough. Yeah. Session's over. Too much. Yeah. Too much. And yeah. that will be typically how it goes. Like, no, there's too many other <laughs> yeah. parts coming in. And <laughs> too deep. To, yeah. But for me, I was able to go there. Um, this was so transformative, man. And I, I had this visual even today before I came here yeah. to hold myself. So um, I asked little me, um, what's going on here? Are you okay? What's happening? And she's like, and I can just see terror, like horror, scared, out of control, disillusioned. Like Um, really clearly as well. Very clearly. And like, you know, you go to that moment, you see what she's seeing in that moment and you hold her and you say, what do you need from me? What do I need? Do I need to address anyone in this room? Do we need to bring in another adult here to make you feel safe? Mm. And so she says to me, like, she wants me to tell my parents that this is not acceptable behavior Mm. from either of you especially you dad you're out call the police yeah mom we're gonna put you over here bring in your parents they're gonna come and take care of you i'm taking care of anthea we're going and then she says okay ask the small you where do you want to go so i ask her like where do you want to go in my in my head in your mind yeah and um then she says, I want to go to my Auntie Dolcey's house. Aww. And she raised me, essentially, really from cute. really little. Yeah. Um, and so we go there. But um, when we get there, we're sitting on the couch between my auntie and I. And me now. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Just like, me. Little me. Big me. And my aunt. Yeah. And then but my the little me is like my head is still down. Like yeah. I'm still yeah. really sad and scared. And then... I tell my co- my coach that I'm like, yeah, I don't know. She's not really reacting. She's a bit like, she's in shock. Yeah. She doesn't know what to do. And, and she said, okay, let's ask her. What does she need? And she's like, she wants her sister there with Aww. her because she wants to be safe. Yeah. And I lost it, yeah. broke down, like Aww. lost it because really my sister wasn't in this scene at that point. Like she'd run away. She was so scared, but I was in the middle of a lot of yeah. the abuse. How much older was she? She's two years older two years than me. Older. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you kind of were there and she kind of yeah. went. Yeah. She couldn't deal with it, obviously. Exactly. And she, yeah. 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 Wow. That is transformative. Transformative. And then it gets even better. So then she's like, okay, do you want to stay here now? And I asked little me, no, she doesn't want to stay here. She wants to come with me, like big me. Yeah. So Courtney, my sister, and I are going to go with Anthea now. Yeah. To our house now with Tavy and Dylan. That's really cute. And so... Then there's this, and then she says, now I want you to imagine that the feelings that the exile has of terror, horror, shame, um, out of control, imagine them 
physically on her they look like a like almost like a dark skeleton Mm. and offer them up to an element wind fire earth water and I say okay I I get the visual of wind Mm. so then it's like the wind is bringing this like black kind of skeletal form around my chest and head and just kind of lifting and dissipating wow while I'm embracing the younger me and now she lifts her head and she looks up at me and she starts to smile and then I like embrace her and she feels safe you're visualizing this whole thing yeah with your eyes shut yeah so you write the wrong of what happened yeah. then. you correct that situation exactly yeah, yeah. Wow. that's what should have happened in that mm. moment that mm. did not happen by an adult taking care of a and child then what happens then like are you supposed so to go talk then, to your mum about it or like well to finish the meditation you then bring in the protector yeah so remember the fairy yeah, yeah yeah so this is how you unburden a protector so she's like now i want the protector to come in the buzzing bug-eyed fairy who's, yeah so she's now in our living room yeah and i'm here holding me little me yeah and the bug-eyed fairy is whizzing around and she's like what does the protector see and then so the protector starts to slow down like takes a look and then he's like no i gotta keep going no, I've got to make everything perfect, be a perfectionist, da, da, da. Then she starts looking and she starts to slow down and then her eyes get a little s- smaller and yeah. then she starts just kind of like floating and then she kind of like flies over and wants to like hug us. Yeah. And then she's like in on it and now her new role is to be like our champion and like Here like cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And not have this chaotic And not be energy. burdened by being a perfectionist, being the best at this, having ticking off all these things that we have to be as women. No, no, no. We're safe. Yeah. She's good. I'm good. You're good. Let's. Wow. So that ends the meditation. You're like. And like immediately. Mind blown. (laughs) Transformation. Like even just re-talking now, I feel so calm. And you had never like thought about it in that way before that. Oh my God. No way. Not in that. Sorry. I'm re. I need to reword that. In more so you hadn't really thought about you as a child in that moment that deeply or well not? I used to wear it like a fucking badge yeah. of honor I used yeah. to be like I've been through some hard shit yeah yeah how cool am I mm-hmm. like you could never fuck with me because I've been fucked with when I was a kid so okay. like so no one can was just back this in armor yeah. you know yeah, and no. I let the vulnerability I let yeah. myself feel those feelings and I cried and yeah. cried okay, and cried and you. released wow and it's like because trauma lives in your body and mm. it can't be released unless the cycle is complete and that's yeah, why I asked you about that that's why I asked you about EMDR, eye movement desensitization yeah, reprocessing. It's like IFS combined with somatic therapy, body therapy is like the ultimate combination for curing wow. trauma. God, and there's abandonment. So much out there. Shit. Hey, there's so much. Like, yeah. I don't like so, mind blowing. Yeah. How so many, many sessions yeah. have you had and how long did it take to like feel better? Or leave your job. Yeah. Well. yeah like, leave I want to know, like, how that came. It was really quick. I'm quite an impulsive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I think this had been brewing in me for a while. I knew that it wasn't the right career path for me. It's not where my strengths lie. It's not what I'm passionate about. It doesn't hold deep meaning to me selling snacks. Um, <laughs> some people though. it does. <laughs> or some people the money would yeah. be enough, you yeah. know. Um, but for me it wasn't no. this I have a – higher calling not to sound like a total fucking dickhead but But you clearly do I do like I'm on this journey with you right I feel I'm ready to go there with you as well I'd love to yeah totally yeah would you do it on me totally 
Yeah, absolutely. I am going like this is the beginning of a a new chapter for me. So, so with the coach, it's like we've we started in February. We do two sessions a week, two sessions a month from February until now, Mm. and then we're right now. Our next session is about now that I'm like, I wouldn't want to say healed because it's a process. It's a process, but we're now finally at the point where we can start goal setting and vision like planning and and you know setting up a plan for what my next moves are in this space yeah exactly and from a healthy version of me from a new version of you yes from my healthy rebirth you've had your rebirth you have (laughs) (laughs) did she say and then we'll wrap up did she say you have a natural kind of I think calling toward this yeah. or she's more like a life coach doesn't want anyone else kind of well I see I actually, this is a really job. great question because I don't know I always felt like a bit embarrassed to be like mm. this is what I want to do <laughs> I love you know this. she's like just do my fucking job <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you're good but like can I be the life yeah, coach yeah yeah you were you literally <laughs> yeah. will be booked out this time next year oh you're so sweet oh I did a 2045 meditation vision with her and it's like it all I've got it all planned out I'm so excited for you. So let's say someone wanted to see you. When when do you feel that might happen? I would say perhaps within the next six to nine months. I've got – I'm going to take my time. I want to get it right. Um, I've got some studying to do. Um, I've got some planning to do. Um, I would say, yeah, six to nine months comfortably. Wow. The old me would have said like next month, mm. but I'm not about that slow. anymore. I'm on learning those success wound traits yeah, and you. yeah, you I'm taking my time. Yeah. I, I think it sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm like excited. learned so much. I've talked to you briefly about it before, but like this was like a whole new like yeah. kind of depth. You so know? good. And I also yeah. think for me, like yeah. just, and you'd agree, Ella, with all of our friends, like everyone has like, either their parents got divorced, they have a childhood trauma or they have something really trivial that's like material or whatever. But I feel like your story, you've kind of experienced so many different things that you could relate to anyone. Yeah. And you're like not afraid, like you can have a laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're woo-woo but you're also like But moderate woo-woo, I hope. Yeah, we love a bit of woo-woo Let's say witchy, just witchy. Witchy, Witchy. and it's like, you're like funny and like you're not like too like hippie for me personally. Yeah, and that was, and that's also, yeah, and you there's so much shit out there that is that and it's so fucking cringe. Yeah. Like let's be realistic about how we want to communicate with each other and mm-hmm. how we understand concepts. Um but yeah, it's it's you'll find also that like people that are into this stuff have either been through similar shit like bulimia, um yeah. addictive work habits, alcohol addiction, drugs, whatever. Like it's all one of the same. So mm. if you're going to seek a coach, it's because you're open and willing to do the work. Yeah. First step. Yeah. So there's a connection there. And often coaches are were originally on the receiving end of coaching. Mm. They had I a coach. Yeah. 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 Which I which is nice. Though, yeah. And can relate on a deeper level. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like with my coach, she was like, okay, prerequisite a prerequisite to work with me is you need to go and like see an actual therapist and get medication. If you or no, she didn't say you need to get medication. She said you need to speak to your GP and do like a full check 
and see a therapist because there might be something here that's medical that I can't that I cannot address. Which is which, extremely which was, good advice. Exactly, which is the postpartum depression piece. Mm. And so once I was like, because she had my back in that space and she held space for me to even think about that, I felt so much more pragmatic about it. Mm. Like, okay, I can go and see a doctor and I can yeah. get a medication. You had mm. everything covered, it sounded like yeah. This, at and, that moment. And that's why it's so important for our age group and like women, I mean, even younger, but like get your GP, like have a good relationship with your GP, you know, have a therapist, have yeah. a coach, like do whatever, like that's where we need to be focusing, I believe, our yeah, funds on. 100%. Bettering our minds so that we can like be a positive influence on the people around yeah. us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, anyway. No, I completely agree. And we've talked about this multiple times. So, so many just, times. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, you find time for everything else except that. Hey, yeah. Yeah. It's urgent. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll hit, like, you'll either bottom out, or you, you're, you're, you'll hit your yeah. low point, um, or you won't, and you'll carry on this way for however long. And then, so it doesn't, it's up to you when you're ready. Only exactly. you can be ready. Yeah. You know, you can listen to all the shit in the world. It's like, you have to, I had to be you literally... Really diagnosed yeah. with postpartum depression I before I it's properly always like that hey. yeah. so you can kind of keep going that way and lie to yourself for a very long time but at some <laughs> so point easy. your body will say uh-uh sit and the fuck down know. you're going to be depressed now have deep rest <laughs> and literally not want to get out of bed uh. because you're overworking me motherfucker mm, and yeah. I cannot deal with this shit I agree with that 100% right yeah 100% yeah, yeah. Thanks, Anne. Thanks. Guys. That was so nice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so like, wonderful. Oh. <laughs> um, I was going to say collide advice, but I feel like this whole thing has been collide <laughs> advice. Yeah, it's been great advice. What, what yeah. What's the name of your life, life coach? Mm. Brooke Taylor. Brooke Taylor, yeah. She's a consultant and career coach, but she's also like a, a transformational life coach as mm. well. She sounds um, good. She's wonderful. Anything by Tara Brock. Yep. She's a great meditation teacher. Um, who else? Rich Roll. Um, if you are considering trialing not drinking, Holly Whitaker. Um, she wrote that book that Chrissy Teigen read and then she became sober. Wow. Oh, what is it? It's called Quit Like a Woman. It's like mm. a feminist take on alcoholism. Okay. And it critiques AA because it's very like masculine and yeah, it is patriarchal. Masculine. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, there's so many resources out there. But yeah. Oh, another great resource, Gabby Bernstein. She is my coach's um, AA sponsor. I've heard of her. So How my, do I know that? I know that. Oh, she's. She's American. She's huge. Yeah, she's massive. Huge, huge. She, was, she did an interview with. Call her daddy as well. I can yeah, her. I swear, call her daddy's obsessed with her or someone. Oh no, Sarah and Aaron Foster. Sarah and Aaron Foster. That's oh, what I know. Is. She's, is she a manifestation favorite. lady? She is. Yeah, and they were really yeah. excited. Sarah to and Aaron they Foster. You her. need to listen. Oh, okay, to really. It's the world's first podcast. That's going to oh. be my recommendation. Yeah. Okay, you know the Foster okay. sisters. No, you know I don't David know. Foster? See, you know David oh, Foster. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No way. Okay, send me. Send me like the best episode, and that will get me hooked. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the best. She has her breakdown the other day. Yeah, that. Really oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What's okay. your record? Oh, God. <sighs> I, don't you do anything boots. I don't want to be superficial after all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to have a bit of that, guys. I know I'm like one um, speed and it's very intense. So, But I'm like, be happy and do happy things. Like, just what, like, what's, what's fun? Yeah, and like, I've got anchovies on toast. Just have it. Enjoy okay, it. yeah. Like, I to love eat? It. I no, love you've got to try Is it a podcast or do you eat this? No, 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 That's a good name for a podcast. Yeah, anchovies on toast. toast. I love that. You should do that. Done. 
TM, motherfucker. Yes. yes. I like that. Yeah. Anchovies on toast. I love like, it. I actually really like that. Salty, um, sweet. Salty and sweet. Wait, anchovies on toast sweet, just though. by itself? Where's the no, sweet? No, I'm, I'm just saying about the jam that we had the oh other yeah. night. I'm just saying in general, it's a bit of a trend. I know it's been around for ages, but I feel like all the restaurants are putting it on their menus now. And I Anch- think that's I'm, true. That's I'm true. encouraging everyone that's to true. try it because okay. you didn't want to. I hated it. And I told you to do it yeah. the other night and you liked it. There so you everyone, go. go and try some manchovies on toast. Go get it. It's All my right. recommendation. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>